0: Um, Parsha's Shoftim uh, continues with some of the uh, halachic discourse that Moshe kind of launched into last week. Uh, some halachas that we're familiar with uh, from earlier parts of the Torah and some of them uh, are, are new. Just a quick rundown. Uh, talk about, first thing talks about Jewish judges and Jewish courts. Um, don't bring a korban if it has a mum. Uh, Moshe reiterates that someone who worships the Bodezor is of Misa. Um, there's a halacha of a rav who rebels against the psak. Uh, of the Sanhedrin. Um, we have a long list of halachos of a Jewish king. He's not allowed too many wives. He's not allowed to take the nation down back to Egypt to get horses. Uh, he has to keep a safer tour with him at all times, which we'll talk about today. Uh, Moshe goes over the, the, matno, the Matanos for Kohen and Levi, but the Matnos, kohen and Leviah, the gifts that the kohen and the Leviah get. Uh, don't listen to false prophets. Shikosh uh, Baruch will send Ir miklat. Uh, again, that we talked about uh, if someone kills Bishogig with negligence, he can run to a, a city designated for that. Uh, the halachas of an Eid Zomim, if someone testifies falsely or, or plans on and, and schemes to try and get somebody either killed or to pay money or whatever it is. Uh, a lot of halachas of Jewish warfare. Uh, for example, someone who has either bought something new, bought a new house, a new field, married a new wife, they're exempt. If you're afraid, you're exempt. Uh, if you're some nations, you're allowed to offer, you know, peace and a treaty, other nations have to be destroyed. Uh, fascinating halacha of cutting down fruit trees. You're not allowed to cut down fruit trees. Um, and where we, the of Pesukim over there, which I'm going to talk about later, but just to mention it now, of Pesukim over there probably are the or for the minog of an upshirin because the puzzle says, Ki adam asada. man is like a tree of the field, uh, and like there's a three year... Uh, moratorium on eating fruit from a tree. All right, that's already. I feel like I shouldn't mention that without explaining it, but but we should go on to other things. Um, and finally, uh, the halakha of egla arufa, which we will talk about. A very strange halakha. Um, if you find a dead body and you don't know who killed him, so they take uh, the, the well, We'll explain it later. We'll talk about that uh, for the last thing. Okay, but either way, let's go to the beginning of the puzzle uh, of the of the parsha. Torah says, "Show him the Shotrim you should give. You should put judges and shotrim are uh, policemen, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, you should put in all your all your cities. You have to have a, a system of law and order, basically. That's the pasuk shot and those are the halachos. But as as we've explained, right? Uh, certainly the Chasidus Sherebas, but definitely also the Litvish Rebbe's, have used Sefer Tzvarim to teach us Moser. Uh, and certainly nowadays, when we're in Chodesh Elul and we have a cycle where we always read Parsha Shoftim uh, in the middle of Elul, uh, so we the Chazal have basically taken the halachic words of uh, of Sefer Dvarim, uh and used them to teach us Moser. All right again, we'll see next week's Parsha, the Pazik in the Parsha's Kiseite, the Posik says Kise Tela lo Vecha, you go out to war against your enemy and Khazala gonna explain that it's your personal enemy. It's the Yitzhar hara. Right. Again, the, 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 the Shalom explains, etc., etc. So the Torah certainly is basically trying to convey a certain halachic message. That's for sure, the basic understanding, the basic uh, you know, message of the Torah. But the Torah is eternal, and, and it's the words and the choice of language certainly is uh, eternal, and it definitely also speaks to us in a Muslim way. And therefore, there's a fascinating schmooze that by Rav Nassim Tzvi Finkel by right, Rashid of the Mir, came from Chicago, right, uh, had a... Went to, uh, I think, uh, you go to, I always forget if you went to Skokie Yeshiva or Ida Crown. I think he went to Ida Crown. All right, anyway, but uh, ended up being the, the, you know, the Yeshiva of the Mir. It's so, a fascinating dig at the beginning of the Parsha. Parsha says you have to set up courts, based in, in all your cities. Wonderful. What's the point of the policeman? What's the point of the Shotrim? What's the point? You should just said set, set up based in, set up judges. What do you need the, the Shotrim? Right? A Shoter in, in modern English is a cop. Right, the shote as If you ever get pulled over, you say Kvoda Shoter or whatever. I don't know. You say you make nice to the Shoter. It's a cop? What do you need a cop for that's what Rashi says. Right? Rashi says what are shoteirim? Harodim es achar mitzvosam people who run after the nation to keep the mitzvos. Shemakin v'kufsin b'makel They hit. They would hit people. Right. They force people right with the stick and the whip. Ad she kabel adin until they accept the judgment of the baysdin. Says or not difficult. I don't understand. Right. You go to court and you lose. So what are you gonna do? You're not gonna pay? Right? What do you need a policeman for? Right? You had a whole din torah, and then the judge decided for your friend. So people are not gonna pay, so yeah. So Nussan Z. Finkel says, yeah. Man's nature is not to listen. Right? Man's nature, even if he's told by the Bazdin, by the Sun by the Gondolador, by his Rebbe, by the Rav of the Shul, even if he's told, man's nature is not to listen. Right? Man's nature is to be poric ols, to throw off the Right, the yoke of Torah, Yerushchev, whatever it is. So you need shotrim, you need policemen to enforce right, the judgment of the judges. Says Arnazim Sufenko, extending it into the world of Musar, we have judges nowadays also. right, Not necessarily in court, hopefully not, but our Rabbanim, our Gedolim, our role models, sometimes our the uh, People who guide us in the right direction, those are our Shoftim. And what you see from here that uh, just like a person might not necessarily listen to Baisdin even after they told him that he's high to pay or that he has to you know do X, Y, and Z, so too a person might not necessarily listen to the Rav or the Khevra or whatever. Right? You cannot rely on yourself. Right. A person is inu yokal lismo you can't rely on yourself. Even for the simple stuff, even if the rabbi just told you what the halacha is, right? Very often, as we all know, right, a person is liable to uh, to ignore or decide for themselves what the halacha is, right? Just like we have shoftim, Baruch Hashem, we have very wonderful role models and teachers and, and rabbanim, uh, and, but we, have, we need the shotrim. We need the cops, if you will, right, to make sure we keep ourselves uh, on the right path. You need your own personal policemen to make sure you're, you're staying on the right path. And even more than that, sometimes it's not related to the negative at all. Right? Sometimes it's not related to Iser. Right? Sometimes a person has great inspiration. Right? You start learning the daf yomi, you start doing a chesed, you take on a certain halacha, you're more careful with Shabbos, Tzniahs, Kashras, whatever. And at the beginning, you're amazing. But as time goes by, right, a week, a month, etc., so the dedication obviously starts to wane. says not a person needs policemen for that as well. A person also needs shotrim for that. To keep themselves on the same path, to keep make sure you have the same fervor uh, as before. The Chinuch writes on this pasuk, right? The Sefer Chinuch writes that the purpose of the Shotrim was to make sure that people had proper awe and respect of the courts, right? To make sure that they have the proper habits and a culture of listening to their Rabbanim and based in, etc. Well, playing to that, nowadays we we need to have that as well. We need to have the same respect. Uh, and awe and appreciation for either a bunim or the halakhas that we're trying to improve ourselves on. You have to have the proper yira and respect for what we're doing. So what are, right now that I just you know spent three minutes talking about how we need to have policemen in our lives but that does not mean you should go turn yourself in right that would that what what are the showroom that you need nowadays right what are the thing or things that will keep us inspired and help keep us you know a inspired and b not not straying away from what our abundant tell us you know because of our you know natural inclination so that says ross Finkel is a seder Musr. that learning us a, a musr safer or learning a musr. Having some sort of schmooze, whether it's once a week or once a day right, for a couple of minutes, learning Musser, in addition to learning all the other things that a person learns and does or whatever, is that's what will keep a person straight. That's what will give a person any inspiration. It'll keep a person on the right path. Right? It'll reinforce that's the policeman that we have nowadays. Right? Learning Musser in a consistent manner gives you both aspects. Right, you get uh, first of all a person you can understand what's happening if you live in a, in a hefker world. If you're just porikol, if you just throw Olmoch Hashemayim out the window, right? If you just ignore everything and live according to our uh, you know physical desires, so then Musr teaches us what will happen. That person will you know it's a disaster. Through Musr as well, you're able to keep the fire burning. You're able to keep the inspiration going. And finally, you're able to get your habits in order. So, right, to break some bad habits is necessary, but to refine and to refine the good ones, and to keep uh, you know a proper perspective, and respect and awe, uh, and cover for for what we're dealing with. So it's crucial to have, right, Baruchem, for those who come to the. We do mitsios sasharim once a week. A, a, a weekly Musar Seder if you have a daily Musr Seder that's even better, right? Whether it's a Shia, whether it's a harusa, maybe something reading something on your own. It doesn't have to be a safer. It could be something in English. But, uh it's so important. Again emails from you know inspiration or whatever, meaningful people go on there are plenty, plenty of inspiring Jewish podcasts, Jewish Instagram pages, right? Meaningful people if you need a recommendation, meaningful people is great. Uh 1840 is great. Uh, I forget there are a couple other ones. You can you can you don't even need to. It doesn't even need. Well, it's obviously better to have one of the classics for him. But even if you're just driving back and forth and you have some sort of muster that you can listen to, fabulous. It's so important to keep a person uh, oriented. It's not only in addition to the Torah that you're learning, right? Just to keep your person oriented. It's like it's like going to a chiropractor, right? Do you really need to go to the chiropractor? Yeah, to keep your spine straight. That's that's kind of it's kind of crucial. People kind of don't do that, but that's 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 the that's the seder. And even more crucial, says Svi. Nowadays in Elul, right? We mentioned last week, right? That Elul starts off with a bang and people get very excited uh, to take on this halakha, that halakha, improve this or that or whatever. By the time Rosh Hashanah rolls around, right, if you've completely forgotten, right, you haven't done anything, right? So learning Musar in a consistent manner keeps you focused, right? It makes it so Rosh Hashanah doesn't creep up on you. Right? Uh, and for someone who's not yet focused, maybe you're not yet motivated. You haven't had the headspace to think about, L. Rosh Hashanah is a month away." Haven't thought about it. So yeah, Musar puts that into your heart. Musar arouses right, the awareness in your heart of the necessary. You know, you have to really start paying attention. Right, it's time to, to to check it out. You realize what you're missing, and hopefully that'll help you uh, think harder about uh, putting in the efforts uh, this time of year. uh... Along the same lines, the Parsha is filled with sodos. Uh, in Shuva. right? The parsha is filled with psukim about judgment, right? About uh, pasuk says right? Set right? up right? judge the nation uh, in a truthful judgment, right? In a righteous judgment. Lo Tamishpa, don't pervert. Judgment, uh, tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, run after uh, righteousness and judgment and stuff like that, right again, the Parsha is filled with these type of statements. As we said, the Rebbes understand that the Torah is eternal and it's not coincidental that these psukum are coming now instead of in like, I don't know, February or whatever. So Rav Melech Peterman quotes the Vodas Yisrael, the Kuznets Rebbe, uh, died in about the beginning of the 1800s, I think, and so he points this out, and he says that a person, right? Again, obviously, Bais has to judge favorably, but if you're again taking this to our own personal lives, we also have to judge ourselves. Honestly, right, tzedek tzedek do not pervert judgments, right, Judges, judge per, uh, judge righteously, judge properly, and if you're talking, if you're conveying that to a, a personal message, we have to judge ourselves honestly, because sometimes we kind of like lie to ourselves, right, we know Kaish Baruch Hu's judgment coming up on Rosh Hashanah, that's going to be MS, that's going to be straight. Right? so we have to be real with ourselves and look honestly at ourselves. Look honestly at ourselves as well. Right, Right, don't blind yourself to your own faults. Right? don't think that your averus are not a big deal or that they're actually mitzvahs or that you're more righteous than you actually are. Unfortunately, you have to do a deep dive and really think. Right, and and not just coast through ello. Uh, Rav Melech has an amazing shot of, so- of the bnei yisrael. So- the bnei Sos, so- I'm not normally into this stuff. I'm not normally into this stuff at all. I'm not a big gematria guy, but once in a while. You know, it, it, you find a gematria that's like, ah, oh, that's fair, that's pretty good. So the Pazik says, that The actual context of the Pazik is, you'll go out to war and you will go lay siege to a city for many days to fight against it, to conquer it. says the Pnei Soschar, Uh the parable is that the Yitzhara is the one who has laid siege to our minds and our bodies and our souls, right? They laid laid siege to us. And he's laid siege to us many days in order to capture it. What is the gematria of ki tatzura lier when you lay siege tatzur taf tsadi vav resh? I'll do the quick math for you. It's six hundred and ninety-six. What's six hundred and ninety-six? That's the amount of hours that there are in Chodesh Elul. Do the math: six ninety-six divided by twenty-nine days in Elul. Always twenty-nine days in Elul. Comes out to twenty-four. Twenty-four times twenty-nine. 696 hours in Chodesh Elul. Right, we have these 696 hours to fight off the siege of the Eight Sahara. That's the B'nai Soskot. And it's time to get to work. And Taklas, right? Elul is time to get to work. I right, don't push it off until Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner. Rukhatska right, Levinsky, who's, who's the Mashkikh of the Mir, when it traveled from uh, Belarus, Lithuania, and to Shanghai. I don't know if you've ever heard that story. If you haven't heard that story, it's, you should look it up. It's a super cool story. Anyway, the mirror what made that crazy thing to run away from the Holocaust. It ended up in Shanghai. Revchatzko was the Mashgiach. He used to give a mushel, and I don't know which country this is. It would fascinate me to find out which country it was. But apparently in one of the countries they, they, they ended up in, uh, there used to be a fine for leaving your courtyard, or your, your chatzar, as they call it in Israel, right? your courtyard or your your front lawn, let's say, to leaving it dirty, because it took away from the beauty of the city. So obviously, Baruch Hashem, a Jewish family with, uh, you know, lots of lock running around, it's not so easy to keep, you know, the premises clean. So apparently, as... The way the story goes is that, you know, the city used to send around people to inspect. The inspectors would come around and right, to see who's got their courtyard dirty. So there used to be a Jew that would run and scream, Yindelach, Kinderlach, Yindelach. Right? And, and when that guy was coming and the Jews would know to run out and quickly either clean up, I guess, it, you know, they were able to do it quicker. I don't know why they'd do it in the original, Chachilo, but he basically ran around screaming, Jews, Jews, Jews. And then they would know that they would have to go clean uh, up the up the neighborhood a little bit, so that says That's the of the, the shofar that we blow in Chodesh Elul. Uh, we just started blowing shofar. It's screaming, "Hey, Jews, Jews, yindelach, go clean your courtyards, like uh, go fix up your property." Uh, there's a bit more of a, a, an adorable mussel me- um, that Ramelech tells. It's I don't you probably I don't know if you'll be able to relate to it so much because it's really only in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, there's um, if you go to shul, so they don't just have the air on all day; it's too expensive. So basically what they have is they have a little machine that you can put, put a couple shekels in and then it'll turn on the air conditioner. Let's say five shekels. So five shekels will get you, I don't know, half an hour. So at the end of the half an hour, so it starts making a beeping sound. And not beeping for like three seconds. It's like a full minute of ee, 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 and then... It's extremely annoying, and you can imagine if you're in the middle of mincha, and you're davening Shemona Esri, and all of a sudden, and, 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 and no one's going to move because they're davening. It's really, really annoying. So that's the beeping, says Ramelech. That's the warning that a person should hear when he hears the chauffeur. It's it's The air conditioning is about to go off, right? It's about to get much less comfortable in here. But the AC is about to go off. It's about to get really hot. Uh, he's, he doesn't say it like this, but Gehenim is coming. Right? You can use your imagination. Right? That's the muscle he wants to give. Right? That in Elul, we, we got to move it. Right? And we know that even though it's kind of scary that Elul is close to Rosh Hashanah, but a Kosh Baruch Hashanah is with us. We know El is Ami That's Rashi uh, Tevos, that Hashem is close to us. A Melech It's a tremendous gift that Akash Baruch gives us this this month of Tshuva uh, as we try to return uh, to return to ourselves. Pesach says in this week's parsha. Right again, right before next week's parsha has another phrase about going out to war. He seitelu Right, you go out to war against your enemy. For sus am Right, you see uh, a nation with horses and chariots, a huge nation. that's much bigger than you, lo don't fear them, because God is with you, who took you out from Egypt, says the Orachayim, again, in classic Hasidic Rebbe style, this is talking about the war against the Yitzhara, Right? it's your own personal enemy, you'll go out to war on your enemy, and you'll see that he's super powerful, he's got horses, he's got chariots, he's got great hosts, he's got much more than you, much more strength than you do, so lo tira don't be afraid of them, Right, because God is with you. Who is God? Who took you out of Egypt? Shem took us out of the yuck and the muck and the culture and the gashmis and the arias and the votazora. All that stuff from Egypt. Don't worry, Hashem will take you out of your own personal Egypt as well. Says the Urachayim, right? That if we were left to our own devices, it would be way too hard for us to get out of it. But Hashem is, help, right? Hashem is here to help us. Hashem helps us during Elul. right? Mikveh Yisrael HaSham. Hashem is our own Mikveh and he'll take us out. Rav quotes uh, the Tzadikim, which whenever the Re- Melech quotes the Tzadikim, you know he's he's just too humble to say that it's his pshat. But he says Tzadikim pirshu, that the Tzadikim explain, right? Meaning that he he came up with it himself. But uh, the Puzzle says at the end, Don't set up for yourself a matseva, which is uh, I like guess statue or a, or a, or whatever that Hashem hates. Don't set up a statue or or a fixed uh, kind of stone altar, or stone type of thing. That's what it, because Hashem hates that. It says your don't be like a statue, right? Don't be unable to move, right? Because that's Hashem hates that. Right? A person is always able to move, right? No matter how hard it is, a person is always able to grow, right? If you think that you can't grow, you can't move, that's a vodezara, that's a matzeva, right? Your sticks and stones, you cannot grow, you cannot move. Hashem hates that. Don't give up. Coach Markle's got your back. You can always do chuva. You can always accomplish an elbow. Remember, quotes a mushle of a guy who needed to get into a, a high security facility. And right, the gates are locked. It's the middle of the night. The place is locked down. So the guy calls out to the gatekeeper, and all of a sudden the gates open. Right, so the guy thinks, what do you think? If you're looking from the outside, you don't know better. It's some incredible Hulk in the back ripping open, the, open these metal gates. But really, what it is, it, it's just sitting there. It's just a dude with a button. He's just pushing the button, gates open. And that says Ramelech is our ticket, right? The gates to heaven are barred, right? High security walls, gates, the works, right? Security system, videos, etc. We have a couple of buttons, right? Kosh Baruch Hu was blessed us with a couple of buttons. Torah, tshuva, those are our buttons, right? It seems like an impossible task. There's no way you could do it physically, humanly. You couldn't rip open those gates by yourself. But Kosh Baruch Hu takes care of us. He gave us Torah, he gave us tshuva, he gave us tefillah. Right? We have a couple of buttons that we can push to open up the gates, right? In Shemayim. Okay, uh, switching gears over here, uh, to the halakos of a king. The puzzle says, uh uh let me just find it, because I have it in a, uh, one second, sorry, yeah. Okay. The says about a king, a lot of halakos about a king. Uh, the puzzle says, When the king sits on his throne, because of Loa S Mishnah Torah Azos are the fnakorimhal, he has to write a Sefer Torah. The Haysay Mo, it has to be with him. The Karabo call mechayav, he has to read right, his entire his entire life. The Man Ilmad, in order so that he should learn, Li Raz Hashem alokov, to fear Hashem, the Shmuras called the Raya Torah Zos, to keep the entire Torah, as a Hukim Haila uh Lazusama, to keep all of the Khukim to keep all of the all of the laws. So the Gemara says the Gemara says in Sanhedrin right it uh, works off the, the Sanhedrin, Daf Khafalef, works off this puzzle and explains that the king actually had two crowns uh, two torahs I'm sorry right? one that stayed in the palace and one that was a type of like an amulet almost right, that he carried with him right, wherever he went. Now what was the point of that right, that to have a mini torah? So, basically, the Gemara explains, right, that, uh, again, theoretically, you would have thought that he could just have one at home when he learns, right? The puzzle says he needs a Torah to, to learn, right? So, in Enechanami, I get it. You know, okay, fine. Right? It's a famous Shweki song, Asher, Yemisha, Talmud, Ubyado. it's good. That, it's great that someone has, uh, uh, you know, his Torah with them, but, like, you could just talk to this. You could have read it, left the Torah at home and have his svarim on the bookshelf. And when he comes home, you could learn from it. What's the point for him to carry around the safer Torah all, all with him? So it says to right, Rebbe there's an additional mitzvah here for the king. And in addition to reading and learning from the Torah, there's an additional halacha that it's also for him to have hesachadas, for him to remove his mind, for him to space out, for him to have a distraction from the Torah at any point. Right? He has to be fully focused on the Torah at all times, so much so that the Gemara there in San Adrian has a special drasha, has a special teaching to tell me that the king shouldn't take the Torah into the bathroom. Why would you ever think the Torah, should, the king should take the Torah with him into the bathroom? Right? Why in the world would you think that? We don't think Tefillin into the bathroom. So that's the idea, that he's not allowed to lose track of the Torah and its values for any moment to the point where... That you would have thought maybe he should even take it into into the bathroom with him. And therefore the Gemara had to teach us that he doesn't. It says in Nelson Sweet, the emphasis of the Pasuk is the purpose of this halacha. right? Laman right, Yilmad So you should learn to fear a Right? The Torah is telling us that a crucial aspect of getting your Shemayim, right, of accomplishing an archuva process and growing in Torah, is to combat Hesa is to fight against right getting distracted not paying attention thinking of other things etc etc now the easiest example i can give of, of has isn't davening right we always ha- are distracted we always space out we are never fully focused right on shmones right another example is when you're learning right always space out right it's very crucial to keep focused not deviate from whatever you're doing and there are many chazals that understand right underscore the importance the importance of staying focused of avoiding has of avoiding getting distracted uh, we've mentioned the b'risa beginning of the In Yaakov, right? The In Yaakov quotes in his introduction to, the, to his commentary on the Big right? machlokas what the main puzzle, like what the Iker message of the Torah is. And one of them, one of the examples over there, we, as we say, is That the Korban Tomid is the Iker of the Torah. The Korban Tomid that was brought every morning and every evening. Day in day out, that that's the message of the Hashem, of being an Eved Hashem is, you got to put in the hours, clock in, clock out, never take a day off, right? Another example Chazal give in the Gemara Megillah is that the reason that we have Purim in the second Adar, right, as we had this year, as opposed to the first Adar, is because Mismach Gula gulah Adif. It's better to com- connect the two Gulas, the Gula, the redemption of Purim and Pesach, is better to have them back to back as opposed to having put him in the first other. And the idea is to combine two inspirational uh, holidays, two mo- you know moments of inspiration, right? It's better it's it's good to do that. It's much better to have the inspiration tied and and, and one on the on the heels of the other. But even more important, says or nothing than keeping yourself focused between inspirations is keeping yourself focused during inspiration, right? A person needs to be but A person needs to be careful. Whatever avoda you're doing, right? Whether it's learning, whether it's davening, whether it's chesed, right? Whatever you're doing, it should be done without distraction, right? How many of us, right, learn, right, with our phones next to us, right? Every, every notification, every vibration, right? We check out of the learning that we're doing, right? Do we put our phones away when we daven? Right? How many of us give our undivided attention to whatever mitzvah uh, you're doing? Right? Shmuel Levitz gives an amazing mashal that's often quoted about keeping a person engaged with whatever mitzvah, le- davening, whatever, learning what you're doing. If you, try, if you try to boil a pot of water, says Ruhayim, right, let's say you have the fire on for one second, then you turn it off. Right? Then you turn it on again, then you turn it off. Right? Water's never going to boil. It's the same thing with Kedusha, same thing with Avodha. If you got to keep the fire on. you got to stay learning. You've got to have the davening be interrupted. Right? It's a super important Kabbalah to take upon yourself. If you, have, you haven't figured out what to do during Elul, do that. Right? that you sh- you're learning, you're davening, or whatever you're doing should be uninterrupted. Right? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, train yourself to stay completely focused. On whatever, uh, whatever you're doing, right? Put the phone on the side, put it on vibrate, etc. If that's what you need, know, I would suggest if you need something to work on an LL, start with that, right? With the Tzavah Shavu Kedusha when you're doing uh, learning Torah, right? Uh, for example, making sure you do it uh, uninterrupted. All right. The last thing we'll talk about is the happens to be the last thing uh, in the parsha, the the parsha of Eglah Rufa. Eglah Rufa, very strange halacha. Basically, what happens is, is that a person, Rachmanetzlan, you find a dead body in the middle of Uh um, and no one knows who killed them. That's says, the So basically they measure the distances between cities and the city that's closest to it, right? The based in that city, right? Basically goes out and takes a cow and they break its neck, right? By the nachal by the river, uh and they say just to quote the psukim at the end, the psukim in of posuk Vav, basically they say, V'cholzik me'hayir ahi akrovim al-ha-chalal, the, the, the baisdin and the Rabanim, from the city that's closest to the dead body, Yerchatzu esidehem al ha'eglah haruf the Pazuk says, poetically, they wash their hands, right, of this dead body. and they say, right, we didn't spill this blood, right, and we didn't see. We didn't see what happened. Atone for this, It's almost as if we're blaming the Baisden for this guy's death. And the, it's the obvious question. And the Gemara and Sota and Daf Vov asked this question: Are you really you're talking? What Baisden has to be like? We didn't kill him. These are the greatest Tzaddikim in the city. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Baisden comes out with a cow and breaks his neck and says, "No, it's not our fault." Why, what, what, what's going on over here so explains the Gemara. yeah Bayesden's at fault why because Bayesden should have sent this guy out of town with an escort with a, with a companion right undoubtedly obviously this guy was traveling alone right and he ended up suffering his demise because of it basedesden should have sent him with some sort of accompaniment except that that doesn't really answer the question right how does that help right what kind of answer is that what if uh, there's an army of bandits, Right, there are 15 guys can came upon this one guy so if you sent them with the companions then the other guy would also be dead and how does that help what right, well, the escort would have fended off of 15 guys so the maharal on this Gemara answers this question absolutely beautifully and and also gives us another message right that that helps us during chodesh elo says that there are two concepts of play here there's the concept of an individual and the concept of a kahila. It says the maharal, Right, the set of the that yisrael in general gets is greater than the set of of an individual so therefore when a person leaves the city by himself right he isn't given he's entrusted with a certain level of divine protection but when he leaves the city with a companion so now they tap into the set of of the group of the kahal of am yisrael of khalil yisrael right that is much more powerful and that might have saved that guy from death and that's the big, big message that we have nowadays, right? That clinging to Klal Yisrael, clinging to a Kahal, to to a to a nation. Yes, Enechanami, all of us on Rosh Hashanah are judged, right? Very poetically, we say in the Son one by one, like Kosh barkle passing through sheep. Yes, that's true. But tapping into the kedusha of the group, the kedusha of the Kahal, of Am Yisrael, person re- re- receives a lot more Sadat Hashemaya. And this content is found throughout Right, uh, you know, Judaic text. Right, Puzzle says in Parshas uh, B'chucozai. Right, in, in the Brachos that if you keep the the, the Torah, Pesach says that five will run after uh, in battle. Right, five soldiers will run after a hundred, and a hundred will run after ten thousand. Now, Rashi has the obvious question: that math does not work. Right, five to a hundred is one soldier will be able to take twenty hundred to 10,000 is one soldier will be able to take a hundred, right? That doesn't work. So it says Rashi, that's the power of a group, right? When you're in a group of five, so you have the ability, right? Each soldier counts for 20. When you're in a group of a hundred, all of a sudden the soldier's powers are multiplied. That a hundred Jews has, much, has a much higher spiritual level, gets much higher than a group of five Jews. Um, I heard from from Ben Yamin Yudin that the Gemara says and Brachos Daf as well is also also a proof. And Pazik says right, that I, when I daven for you Hashem is an esratzon. Uh, that's the Pesach and Teilon. So Gemara says When is it an esratzon? is That's the time when Jews are davening together. When you go to a shul with a minion. That's when it's an Esar tzon. That's when Hashem definitely listens. And the price says, Rabbi How do you know that Kosh Baruch is not disgusted by the tefillah in, of, of, uh, in a group, of a minion? Shemar, right? quotes a pasuk as well, that the Kosh Baruch uh, will listen to the tefillah and loves that does not get disgusted by the tefillah of a minion. It's right? so important to latch on to like-minded people, to go David in a minion, to go learn the base Medrash, Right? If you have a choice between staying home and going out to learn or do a mitzvah or daven, for sure go out and do it with other people. Right? Definitely it's Fila But uh, you know, I, I heard a fantastic mushal for davening from my uh, my computer professor in NYU. Uh, ironically, probably the one thing I learned from him. But uh, uh, Professor Zwick said he said it's like it's like buying a potato. Right? <laughs> that if you if you're going to buy one potato, so you inspect the potato, you make sure it's not rotten. But if you're going to buy a bag of potatoes, you just grab the whole sack. So, Kosh Barako says, yeah, if it's a minion, if it's a, if it's a sack of potatoes, I'll just grab the whole sack. He doesn't look to inspect and see if it's rotten. But if it's one potato, so then he'll check it out. All right, I thought it was pretty good. But talkless is, again, in Elul, it's crucial to stick to growth-oriented people. Again, make sure you use this Koch at Zibor, the Koch of like-minded individuals, to, to beef yourselves up can use Shemayim uh, and influence you uh, in the proper way. Right Again, learning by yourself is amazing, but doing it in a group is even more powerful. Right? Take advantage of that Koch Right, because we know that Koch Baruch gives us even more Seat of uh, in that manner. All right, everybody have a tremendous Shabbos, and we'll see you with Shem next week.